trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Indeed, indeed, welcome back to another week of the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. I'm your host, Viper, although I'll get into all that stuff shortly. But, although it's not quite the console I'd promised to cover this week, it's time we went back to a different old footnote in Sega's history. And this time it's an add-on, which is generally not well received, both for the unit itself and the games. Luckily, luckily for us, however, it does have some great music. So today on the Topical Resort, we'll be taking a look at the Sega 32X. And we're going to kick it off with the obvious track. You probably expected this to be here, but it didn't really feel like it fit, fit anywhere else in the show. So, kicking off the show from Knuckles Chaotix, this is Door into Summer, right here on Radio Sega.
And with that, welcome to the Topical Resort. I, as always, am your host, Green Vaporate, and welcome back to another Radio Sega Live weekend. Uh, apparently, I'm now officially the start of your week, as in case you didn't catch the blog post, which was posted over on RadioSega.net, the Sega Lounge has officially today closed its doors after four years of service. Very sad, because it was one of my absolute favourites. Uh, in the beginning, you know, I, I love the banter between Casey and Donny. It, it was still pretty good towards the end, but yeah, definitely sad to see that one go. But yeah, that, which that officially means that I'm your first show of the week as of now, and I was already the first show of your weekend, and I pretty much was the first show of your week because the shows that were before me were never on. <coughs> but yes, I am now officially, so we can say... <laughs> Top Resort kicks off your Radio Sega Live week, despite the fact it's five days into it. So what you just heard there was from Space Harrier, that was actually the Mega Drive version, however it sounds identical to the 32X version, so we played it. I also fixed the tags on that one, because Jamie and Electric Boogaloo complained that it said Space Harrier 2, despite the fact that Space Harrier 1 last time. That was the theme song, and obviously a very iconic arcade track, and... That's the only one from the original Mega Drive version I actually really like. I don't like the Mega Drive remixes of any of the other tracks. So I had to go with that one, especially. And for that was Knuckles Chaotix's Door Into Summer. Obviously, I said in the chat room, by the way, RadioSC.GF4/Discord, for those of you not in the know, I said in the chat room that we had to play that somewhere on the show because I feel like it's that one track that everyone associates with the 32X. Like... If you can think of one 32X track, most people normally name Door Into Summer because Knuckles Chaotix is obviously the most well-known game on the system being a spin-off of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. But, yeah, that's also the most well-known song because it plays at the beginning and it plays at the end of the game. However, there there was a bit of a mixed reception because I think a lot of people would say that it was overplayed because it's easily the most played 32X song on the mainstream and also it gets requested quite a lot over on the 24-7 and I do agree, it's not one of my favourite tracks, but I just had to put it in there anyway. And we do actually have a few more Knuckles Chaotix tracks coming up a bit later into the show. Because, you know, I don't normally like to do more than one song per game, but we got another one in the Request Resort block, and we have a remix to play a bit later on. Because, you know, Knuckles Chaotix has some great music, we need to take some time to appreciate it. Yes, if you're in the chat room currently, and by the way, speaking of the Discord chat room, we currently have Jamie, we currently have Electric, we currently have Shaddix, we currently have Supersonic Swag Doom Girl. We had a few others earlier. We had people like... Uh, who do we have? I believe we had Doan earlier. We had Rudy Tabudi, you haven't seen him around in a while. We had TCB, we had Scott Nick, we had quite a few people in here earlier. If any of you are listening, hello, hello to you, 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 you dirty lurkers. Of course, joking. Uh, appa- okay, apparently, um, that's the arcade version. It was just tagged as Space Harrier for 2 for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Space Harrier was on the Master System. I got it wrong, I got it wrong. Yes. When, when do I not get things wrong on this show? I, I'm bad. So... Uh, yeah, the 32X, basically, for those of you not in the know, you you seem to have been talking about it quite a lot in the chat room. The people in here, you know, know, but if, if you're not in the know, the 32X is, was a add-on for the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis. I'm also associating this one with Genesis, because the 32X has a very American feel to me. I don't know why. Yeah, you, pl- you plop it in the cartridge port of the Mega Drive, you hook up a Genesis 32X adapter into the back, and just like that, you have 32-bit gaming. Welcome to the next level and all that sort of stuff. 
it's it's all a bit fascinating. I say fascinating, but it was all a bit clunky, to be honest, because it wasn't very well received. It was sort of a bridge, as we'll get into a bit later. We'll discuss that in Hasty History. Yeah, it wasn't the best received item. But the music is very nice, uh, with the exception of one game in particular, which will be, be we'll, we'll be playing quite a few tracks. In fact, we have three tracks from this game as well, because people wanted to hear it in the Request Resort. But yeah, I am completely fine with that. But uh, I, th I think we should stop the rambling for now, and I think we should get on with some more music, because we are actually on a time limit, because Sega Mixer Drive is back on Fridays now, so Friday night at 9 with your lovely and, quite frankly, manic host, Rexy, will be back to play you some of the best Sega remixes for the next two and a bit hours after this. Stay tuned for that, but as for now, we got to keep it on the schedule, so let's move this along. So. One of the actually better received 32X games outside Knuckles Chaotix is actually um, a port of an arcade game, which was the port of Star Wars Arcade. And um, although, although the game itself was good, I'm a bit mixed on this music, and I'm not sure what you have to say on it. So let's let's go ahead and listen to it, and I want to get your opinions in on Twitter, in the chat room, and all that sort of stuff. From Star Wars Arcade 32X version, this is the stage theme, right here, on the Topical Resort.
Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega. Next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Whoops, I should have said hasty history, so let's let's do that instead. Let's find that. Uh, quick. Quick, quick, i got to make up time here. Hasty history. Lovely, lovely, thank you for announcing that. Yes, yeah, so welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We're having a few technical issues there because, uh, well, obviously a lot of you here wouldn't know that, but if you were listening to my stream last night, you would know that I have been having a lot of issues with my Ethernet on my computer lately. For some reason, it just randomly decides to cut off, despite the fact there's nothing wrong with the cable, it's on the computer's end. It's all very odd. But yeah, so that means I'm currently doing this on Wi-Fi, which normally you'd think, oh no, that, that's, a, that's a bad idea, don't do it on Wi-Fi, it'll keep cutting out. But um, if I can host a 720p stream over Wi-Fi, I should be good to host an audio-only stream over Wi-Fi, that shouldn't be an issue here. And I've done it before, so should be able to do it again. Yes, yeah, so what you just heard there was um, a track from the 32X version of Doom, that was Map 1, at Doom's Gate, and um, wasn't a popular one in the chat room. Because apparently it just sounds like farting, according to everyone. You know, keep it classy and all that sort of stuff. It's not the best version, but as I said, it's certainly not the worst version. There are worse. Trust me on that one. Uh, as Electric Boogaloo said, the 3DO. And before that was a track from Star Wars Arcade for the 32X. That was the stage theme, which uh, is also quite an interesting track, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I wanted reception to both of those, because they're both tracks which people have mixed opinions on and exactly I need to get in I need to get in all of the thoughts as I can because this is a discussion show after all and I'm now mumbling it is time for the hasty history and for those who don't know what it is it's where I go through the history relating to something I can't speak we go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible and today of course that's going to be the 32x system itself so let's begin it was first released on the 21st of November 1994 in the US and releases in other regions came the following month. 
It was released as an add-on for the Mega Drive that plugged into the cartridge slot, offering 32-bit games. It was originally planned to come in the form of a separate console with the same specs as the Mega Drive to disguise the fact it wasn't a true 5th gen console, but it was later negotiated to become an add-on so it could sell as many units as possible and, you know, not deceive fans. It was produced in direct response to the Atari Jaguar and fears that the Saturn wouldn't release until 1995, which came true, and obviously the Atari Jaguar wasn't anything to fear. The console was touted officially as a poor man's entry into next generation gaming. The console itself was expensive at launch, and with the even more expensive and powerful Saturn around the corner, it seemed illogical to purchase the 32X for most. This decision to release the 32X backfired heavily and is usually seen as a primary reason for consumers losing faith in Sega consoles and the eventual downfall of Sega's console market. It was discontinued in 1996 and overall the add-on only sold 665,000 units. It's really not a lot. A lot. In, especially in comparison to the Sega CD which was the best-selling add-on of all time. It's nothing really. Uh, Jamie says, never play anything from that Star Wars game again. Yeah, it, it was an experience, but um, it was a good experience overall. Yeah, but now it is time for the Request Resort, and well, I am going incredibly quickly today, but yes, the Request Resort is where you can, you can request music relating to the topic of the episode. Once again, fairly self-explanatory. You can do that through Twitter at Radio Sega at Topic Resort at the Green Vibrate. You can send it in through um, Discord. Did I say Discord? No. RadioSC.ga forward slash Discord. I'm Green Vibrate over there. Send it in a private message. You can send it in through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can send it in for an email, topicresort.gmail.com, or you can send it in for a private message. I'm Green Vibrate over on the forums. And we actually had a tweet in from um, good old Twinny. Twinny says on Twitter, Whenever I hear the Space Harrier theme now, I hear, I hear Night. Oh, a prom night. Prom night, yeah. There we go. That's a fun fact. 20, 20 years prom night, there we go. <laughs> I should probably retweet that. Yes, actually, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Right now. There we go. Look, I retweeted it. Boom! That's what you get, son. Uh, Electric Boogaloo's been posting a lot of uh, Sega CD32X... or No, Sega 32X commercials, but, commercials, but he just posted the, um, the Sega CD32X, obviously the combination of the both. And um, Supersonic Swag also asks, What should I get? A Sega CD or a Sega 32X first? Sega CD has better games and overall, in my opinion... Yeah, oh, sorry, it has better games in my opinion and it's a lot more expensive to buy a 32X. So yeah, Sega CD, definitely. Uh, um, oh, that's a few... That's a few there. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. I just need to read through something quickly. Yeah, we have quite a few requests in here. Um, we have Electric Boogaloo's usual interesting picks. You know, or should I say, not interesting, obscure picks. Then we have two tracks from people trying to be funny and requesting um, farting noises. And then we have a track requested by myself, which I already mentioned would be the... Yeah, I'm going to keep tabs on all other forms of social media. I had to close Firefox for now because it was it was slowing down my PC a bit. Never a good thing. So also let's let's try and not I'm really stuttering over my worst today. Let's try and not kill my CPU on my end. That'd be nice. Okay, there we go. 
Sega Discman ask uh, Doomgirl. I have no clue what a Sega Discman is, honestly. Probably, is it the Multi-Mega or am I... Th oh, C CDX, yeah, Multi-Mega, that's what I was thinking of. Whatever. But anyway, yeah, I think it's time to get on with some more music. S stop, the stop the stumbling, which I once again did on accident. So we're going to kick things off with a request by Electric Boogaloo, because once again, he beat Jamie to the punch as Jamie only requested half an hour before the show, and Electric requested a few days ago. So we're going to kick this off with a track from Stellar Assault, Shadow Squadron. You're listening to the Top of the Result right here on Radio Sega, and when we come back we'll be discussing our opinions on the game, of the games on 32X. But for now, here's some music. Request Resorts
It's time to put on our relaxed voice as we say welcome back to the Topka Resort right here on Radio Sega. That was the request block and what you just heard there was a track from Knuckles Chaotix, another one, because I wanted to. That was Midnight Greenhouse, my personal favourite Knuckles Chaotix track and that was a request by me and everyone in the chat absolutely loved that track and for good reason, it is fan-flippin-tastic. Yes, before that was a track from Tempo, that was Downtown Performance, that was technically requested by KC who wanted to hear something from Tempo. He also wanted to hear another track, however that was already lined up for a bit later into the show. Before that was a track from Doom, the 32X version, that was Map 4, Kitchen Ace, as requested by Shadex Croft because he wanted to be funny and request horrible music. Speaking of people who wanted to, or speaking of the opposite of people who wanted to be funny, people who were curious as to what it sounded like on 32X. Before that was a tra- another track from Doom 32X, as requested by Jamie. That was Map Seven, Demons on the Prey. That neither of those were particularly nice tracks, but Demons on the Prey was certainly nicer than Kitchen Ace. But kicking off the block, there was a track from Cellar Assault, aka Shadow Squadron, and that was Mission One, as requested by Electric Boogaloo. And now with that in mind, it is time to get into the segment where I give my opinions on the games that we're about to play. Or, as I used to call it, and I for some reason stopped calling it, Viper's Mini Not Really In-Depth But Still Technically Reviews. Reviews. Yeah, it was a bit of a long-winded name, that's why I just started saying, let's just read stuff off the request resort list. (laughs) You understand why now. And I'm going to have to resist the urge to hum this talk bed because for some reason I keep, I keep doing that for like the past few weeks. I've gone, you know, been trying to talk and then I'll just suddenly start humming because there's a really catchy part which I can't stop. Uh, in the chat room there's been once again more posting of 32x related images. There was the, um, the Virtua Fighter commercial which was a poster which had in massive letters in like bloody font domestic violence which was in reference to the fact that you can now play Virtua Fighter, a fighting game on your Sega 32X. That's contents, that might might seem bad, but uh, trust me, it seems okay. <laughs> but yes, uh, let me just get up the list. Ah, uh, oh, Casey ruined the perfect run because it would have been all Topical Resort blog posts. On the website, I, I could have I could have ruled it just like how Rav rules the shows and announcements tab. I could rule the website, but yes. Let, with that in mind, let's get into the games and our little mini reviews. Afterburner, the 32x version. Um, Afterburner, the original tends to show up a lot. Afterburner's a nice game. It's probably pretty good on the 32x. You should probably play it on the 32x. Cosmic Carnage, uh, this really wasn't a very good game, but I must say it has some nice music, so you know, have a listen to the sweet tunes of Cosmic Carnage, when possible. Darkseid, I don't actually know too much about this, so let's do a quick Google. I don't even know what like, the genre is or anything. Uh, it's a shoot 'em up for the 32X, let's see what reviews it got, so I can give you an accurate representation. Uh, oh, here's one review on Game FAQs. Thank goodness. I was starting to get worried there won't be any reviews. Uh, yeah, Electric Boogaloo says Cosmic Garnage has a great soundtrack. It does indeed have a great soundtrack. Uh, oh, a <laughs> the only review of Darkseid is a one-star review. 
All I remember about this one is that um, this was like the only 32X game that wasn't released in America, as far as I recall. I could be wrong, but I know this one wasn't released in America. It was only released in Japan and Europe, and apparently it was a pretty poor game. Yeah, I know GameFAQs is not a credible source, but I can't actually really find any review. Oh, Sega 16, we like them, I think, so let let's read the review off there. <laughs> Um, Electric really points out Darkseid is one of the final 32X games released. It only came out in PAL countries. Interesting, I thought it came out in Japan, but apparently it didn't. There we go. PAL only 32X game. That's the first time you can really say a Sega game is PAL only, because I don't really like to do that too often. Oh, they, they, they've done it sometimes, but not too often. Um, it's 3 out of 10, oh dear. Yes, Sega 16, they're a bit more credible, so we'll go with them. Yeah, success. Sorry, 3 out of 10, that's not very good. Probably pass on that one, unless you have an emulator, in which case, you know, check it out for fun, I guess. Doom 32X. I wouldn't recommend this because it's a dreadful game, but I'd say for the laughs, and you know, if, if you're a Doom fanatic, you probably will get some joy out of playing the 32X version of Doom. Knuckles Chaotix. This is the only game on this list that I've actually beaten, which says something. Um, I posted about this a little while ago on the forums, but... Yes, basically, originally it started out as a test because I recently upgraded to a Raspberry Pi 3 because I used to have a Raspberry Pi 1 which, could, which couldn't emulate 32x to save its life, it was like 10 FPS. But I upgraded to Pi 3 and I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And it ran Knuckles Chaotix at 1080p, 60 FPS. So, overall, it was actually a pretty good experience and what started as a test ended up with a 100% playthrough of the game. And, uh, <laughs> Super Sonic Swag says, Who the heck would be a Doom fanatic here? I have no clue who would be a Doom fanatic. Maybe their name begins with, uh, Doom and ends in Girl. Or maybe their name begins with Doom and ends in Croft. Uh, but yeah, Knuckles Chaotix, it's a, it's a pretty good game. It is quite flawed. The, um, I can't remember what they're called, but the ring mechanic can be quite finicky and just isn't really necessary. And it does feel a bit gimmicky in areas, but... The best part, certainly, is the music and also the visuals. The music, I've already talked about this, you know. Someone described it to me like this recently, and since then I have... this. It's just so perfect that I, I can't not use this to describe it. Someone pointed out that Knuckles Chaotic's music sounds like a Sonic 3 Knuckles and Ristar crossed over. And since then I can't unhear that, because it's it does. It just sounds... Like a mashup between the two, the sound style of that game. That's why I absolutely love it. It's just so jazzy, so funky, and really makes use of the extra capabilities that the 32X added. And also, I believe um, the visuals, I also said, I quite like the visuals for this game. The reason I quite like the visuals is because I just generally love the style of an upgraded Mega Drive game. Like, the Mega Drive already looks gorgeous, but an even like more colourful, even more detailed Mega Drive. Is, is amazing. Like, you know, Sonic Mania, that's my jam. You know, there's also, um, you know, Knuckles Chaotix. It looks like a Mega Drive game, but slightly upgraded with nicer graphics and nicer colours. It looks really pretty in some areas, and that's easily one of the best parts of the game. Um, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo has listed all 40 32X games, but, um, 
yeah, mostly I think I'm only going to use this list because that, that's little. That's a little amount of games, but I only want to focus on the Sega games of the bunch, I guess. So, with that in mind, let's move on. Oh yeah, by the way, I would recommend, highly recommend Knuckles Chaotix, even if. Even if you don't think it's a good game, it is certainly one of those games which I feel like you should play at some point if you consider yourself a Sonic fan. As for the next game, which is Colibri, we are going to have to look this up because I actually don't know too much about this. No, that's a bird. That's not the video game. Um, it's a shooting game created exclusively for the 32X. Oh, it was designed by the creator of Echo the Dolphin. Interesting. Uh, let, let's look up some reviews for this game. Just why not? Mario's a two-dimensional character, well, except he's had 3D games, but yeah, sure, we'll go with the fact that he's a two-dimensional character. Once again... Oh, no, actually, I have found another one. Um, someone on Honest Gamers gave the game a 9, 9 out of 10, whereas someone on GameFAQs gave it a 3.5, so, you know, maybe exercise a bit of precaution in that case. But yeah, check it out for emulation, I'd say. Metalhead, once again, um, I know nothing about this, so let's look this up. Uh, <laughs> Electric Proogly points out that I've been the best Sega 32X game. Golf Magazine, 36 Great Hole, starring Fred Couples. I did actually know of this one, and I was going to include it for a joke, but then I realised, hang on, I have no clue where I'd actually find the soundtrack for this, so I can't even put it on the list as a joke. Um... Metalhead review. Yeah, defunct games. Let's see what this is like. Review score 50%. Eh, okay, this looks interesting. Or at least slightly interesting, I'd say. You know, check this out on an emulator, as I keep saying, but let's actually read. I'm pretty certain I know what genre it is. Yep, it's a 3D first person shooter mecha simulation video game. Uh, this is another one that actually I sort of associate with the 32X because this one in particular is one of the more iconic games along with like Star Wars Arcade and Knuckles Chaotix. Probably check this one out just because it's the most well known I'd say. Aside from that we also have... Uh, Night Trap. Uh, Jamie's actually having a bit of go me this one <laughs> in, the, in the DMs because apparently this isn't a 32X game, it's a Mega CD 32X game. But technically, it still requires the 32X to function if you're using the Mega CD 32X version. Therefore, it counts. I am counting it on this list, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, the Night Trap, I, I had said this last time in the Sega CD games episode. It, it's okay. It's rather cheesy, but that's sort of half the charm of it if you like, you know, your 90s sort of cheesy. Especially if you like FMV games on the Sega CD, then obviously you'll enjoy this one. This is easily the best of the FMV craze that was going around at the time. Uh, there was also a bit of flack over these two. The, uh, the next game on the list is Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, which was a cancelled game, although I am told apparently there wasn't a credible source, despite the fact it was announced in Mean Machines and Computer and Video Games. But apparently that's not credible enough, but I don't know, even if it isn't, we still haven't played any music from this game, so no harm done. But as far as the rumours go, apparently at one point this was in development. Um, but it counts if it requires both. Well, it still requires the 32X to function, therefore it's a 32X game. G 
Give this one to me, Jamie. Back down. You know I'm going to win here. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, back me up or I'll kick you. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Sex on the Hedgehog. The arcade version's pretty fun. Sorry, I, I'm trying to see if I'm right currently. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the arcade version's pretty fun. If you can emulate it, do that. But obviously, you can't emulate the 32X version. In a similar fashion, this was also apparently cancelled according to Wikipedia, which had a backup source, which proved it wasn't lying. Um, but there was Sonic Extreme. And, yeah, Sonic Extreme's interesting because it wasn't released anyway. The 32X version wasn't released, and then the Saturn version wasn't released. But we do still have the soundtrack for it. But, yeah, apparently this wasn't credible enough either, but they still included it on the list. And once again, no harm done because we didn't play the music from it. Space Harrier 32X. Uh, Space Harrier was already a pretty good game, and from what I hear, the Space Harrier 32X is actually probably the best game on a 32X, aside from... Star Wars Arcade, it doesn't have the best music, but it has pretty good gameplay. Yeah, Space Harry 32X, check this version out, because aside from maybe like the 3D Classics port, this is probably the best way to play it. Or actually outside of Arcade, because the Arcade version is probably pretty good as well. Uh, Star Wars Arcade, I don't really know too much about this, but apparently it's a very good Star Wars game and fun to play and all that sort of stuff. So check this one out, especially since it's one of the higher quality Star Wars titles, and especially also one of the higher quality 32X titles. As for tempo, I don't really know too much about it, so we are going to Google this again. Oh, apparently, according to Electric Pugaloo, there is one Brazilian 32X CD exclusive, which, oh sorry, CD 32X exclusive, which is Surgical Strike. Interesting. Tempo of the video game is... doesn't exist, or it isn't a genre, apparently, according to Wikipedia, but yes, it is a platformer, as far as I know, and a pretty fun platformer at that. Okay, Electric Boogaloo points out that the Saturn versions of a Space Harrier and Afterburner are actually better. If you're a 32X fanatic, check it out instead. Um, apparently it's pretty good from what I hear, Tempo. Oh, okay, no it's not because other people are saying it was terrible. So, um... Takes one with a pinch of salt, but if you're a Sega fan and you like good music, then check this one out, definitely. Uh, we also have Virtual Fighter 32X, which is an okay version from what I hear. I'm not a fighting game expert. That's Ravseek. Ask Ravseek if this is the good version. Virtual Racing Deluxe. Uh, this was a much, a much needed upgrade over the Mega Drive version. It was also a lot less expensive because all the power's in the 32X rather than in the cartridge. Yeah, check this one out, I guess, because it's probably one of the better versions, although I think the Saturn version is probably better as well. And Zaxxon's Mother Base 2000. It's okay. Electric Boogaloo also points out that Tempo got a sequel on the Saturn, and thank you so much to Electric Boogaloo for providing me all this information. Because the issue I was having is I had got quite far into writing the Pico episode, so if you're noticing I'm sort of like uh, all over the place and I'm not particularly prepared in terms of the fact department, that that's why. So he's providing me with a lot of useful knowledge here, which is coming in very handy. But yes, that is all the games that Sega, at least, released on the 32X that I actually have the music for, <laughs> because I don't have the music for any, any others, and I'm not going to include all the Sega-published games. But yes, let me know your opinions on the games. I'd really like to hear your opinions in the chat room. And as for now, we're going to get back into some more music, 
Well, actually, we are in a second because Doom got pointed out something good, which is that Knuckles Chaotix was originally going to be a Sonic game, but they changed it to a Knuckles game. Yes, it was originally going to be Sonic Crackers, which was actually a release prototype. It's floating around on the internet. And I technically would have included that, but it's a Mega Drive track because Sonic Crackers was originally in production for the Mega Drive rather than the 32X. Although, maybe I might include it a bit later on as a bonus track. Who knows? But as for now, let's get back into some more music. And speaking of Zaxxon's Mother Base 2000, we're going to play some more music. Or more? We haven't played any. We're going to play some music from it. So, from the game I just mentioned, this is the Stage 1 boss theme, right here, on the Topical Resort.
Services. You lagged a bit there, announced Lady, but with that, welcome back to the top resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard there was a track from the 32X version of Virtua Vita. That was the theme of Jackie, and before that was from Zaxxon's Motherbase 2000. That was the stage one boss. And now we are back here with the topical thesis, and for those of you who don't know what this is, because maybe you've never listened to the show before, or perhaps you have, and you just don't listen to me personally, well, the topical thesis is where I give my opinion on an opinion that I've heard from around the Sega community, or perhaps I've come up with myself, and it relates to the topic of the episode. I give my, I give my three points for, my three points against, and I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement based on the six points. And today's topical thesis is, are console add-ons a good or bad thing? So I'm going to give you my three points as to why I believe it's good, and my three points as to why I believe they are bad. Let's get started with what makes them good. It allows the original devices to become more powerful. Maybe you bought a um, console perhaps four or five years ago, but now it's becoming a bit old and a bit obsolete. But you have this new add-on, and now suddenly you can double the power. Maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, that's up to you, but... Because you could argue that maybe it should have been that powerful in the first place, but you could also argue, yeah, I'm getting, you know, not free, but I'm getting more power out of this console that I love. Maybe that's a good thing for you. It can add new function, new functionality to a console. I can't give you a specific example. Actually, no, I can. <laughs> the Sega CD, you know, adds it adds CD capabilities. You can play CDs, you can play games off CDs. It adds new functionality to the Mega Drive, or Genesis, or whatever you want to call it. And console add-ons often allow for the creation of more complex games on aging hardware. I, once again, I'm not really sure I can give you like a specific modern example, but in terms of old examples, obviously, Knuckles Chaotix is another one, because, you know, that game looks beautiful, but that game would have been able to run on the normal Mega Drive, so it allowed them to make a more complex and nicer looking game on a newer console. Or on the same console, but with a few added extras, I guess. As for why I believe they're a bad thing, it makes what could be an expensive purchase even more expensive. Mega Drive is once again a good example here, because if you want the full package, you need to buy the Sega CD, or, back in the day, you need to buy the Mega Drive, which is already very expensive. Then you need to buy the Mega CD, which is very expensive. Then you need to buy the 32X. And at this point, you're probably bankrupt. You're on the streets because you can't support yourself anymore. Because of how much you spent on your Mega Drive just to get maximum peak performance out of Night Trap. Uh, as for the, my next point, it reduces consumer confidence if they purchase a powerful system that already needs an upgrade to stay competitive. I keep using Mega Drive as an example because it is a very good example for all of my points, rather than newer consoles. You know, they made a, they made a Sega CD, which was meant to be, you know, ultimate add-on. It makes it so powerful, you'll never need another console in your life, you'll never need another add-on. In two years, that's obsolete, and suddenly they need to make an even more powerful add-on. Surely you're going, hang on a second, didn't I just buy this new, more powerful add-on that will be more powerful than anything I can ever conceive? So if I bought that, why do I need to buy another one? And then why is another console just around the corner? And then why are you going to cancel that console to make another console that's also just around the corner? Surely that reduces consumer confidence and you're going to be less likely and you're going to go and buy a Nintendo machine. And as many people in the chat room will agree, you don't want to be doing that back in the 90s. Maybe nowadays, you know, with the Wii U and the Switch. 
maybe it's a bit more acceptable. Back in the 90s, you do not go to the dark side, you do not mess with the Super Nintendo, you do not mess with the N64, you stay loyal to Sega no matter how many times they attempt to screw you over. And it loses the company producing the add-on money, as most consumers don't care about power and will stick with what they currently have. You know, all add-ons sell poorly, and I don't... It's probably because, as I mentioned, people don't care about power. It's like, the whole point of an add-on is, Look, you can get nicer looking games, and most consumers are like, Yeah, but I don't really care about graphics, I just want to play video games, that's why I bought this system. So I'm not going to buy this add-on. I'm instead going to leave it out, and I'm just going to use my Mega Drive normally. So therefore, it leads to poor sales, and... You know, poor sales loses Sega money, so in the end, you're turning a loss every time you make a add-on. So, in conclusion, let's see what I have to think, and then I'm going to read what you have to think. It's true that sometimes a console comes out rushed, and sometimes a console can have a botched launch. Or maybe it just wasn't up to the standard set by other consoles at the time. However, I believe that the correct answer is never to produce an add-on which, which adds back in the lost functionality. This only damages the consumer, and a lack of consumer confidence makes a lack of sales, something which Sega learned the hard way, and many other companies may do in the future. So although some cool add-ons have been produced over the years, and these have led to some great games, I personally believe that console add-ons are mostly a bad idea. You know, there are a few good ones. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vibrate. You can get it in through Discord, radioacid.geo forward slash Discord. Get it in through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can get it in through an email, topicalresort.gmail.com. Or you can send it in a Radio Sega private message over on the forums. I am Green Vibrate over there. You have all those places you can send in your opinion. Let's read some out. Give us a second here. Okay, there we go. I was just waiting for a few things here, and we now have been joined in the chat room by, um... How do I pronounce your name? Is it... Onyx? I'm gonna say that's Onyx, and I'm going to give you a wave, because I don't know if anyone else has. Let's do that, because I'm a good Samaritan and all that stuff, you know. Um... Electric Boogaloo posts a good reason for add-ons. Which is the power base converter for the Genesis and the Sega CD. I don't know, the Sega CD is a, I don't care, I, I like the Sega CD, but I, I wouldn't say it was like an amazing add-on, I'd say it's a good add-on myself. But yes, the power base converter is a great add-on because it adds back in functionality for something which the Super Nintendo didn't have, which is backwards compatibility. It's already a plus for the Mega Drive. We, we, we got a few things down here in the chat. Okay, is Onyx? That's good to hear. Luckily I didn't mess up another person's name and all that sort of stuff. Um, we don't have anything in on the Twitter currently, but yeah, we do have a few sort of comments in the Discord right here. So, Electric Boogaloo points out that the Genesis CD32X combo still likely cost less than the CDX or XI. The CDX, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Supersonic Swag says it'd be worth it to go bankrupt just for Night Trap. Then he says just get the PC or PS4 version instead, says Electric Boogaloo. And he also points out maybe Don Donkey Kong Country does look nice. Yeah, it looks nice, but... Uh, Donkey Kong Country or Sega, which would I rather? Oh wait, I know. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Legend really says notice that I said good in reference to the Sega CD. Wow, we are incredibly early, actually. This, this is weird. We're never early on this show. We're always late. We're always like 10 minutes <laughs> behind schedule. But we may end up finishing incredibly early today. So, um, let's hope we can stall for some time. Yeah, actually, we can stall for some time because I know what we can do right now. We can read off a lovely, a glorious spam email. Yes, my favourite thing to do on this show is read out spam emails because on my Topical Resort Gmail I get a lot of stupid messages from people who suddenly have come into a lot of money and now they want to share their wealth with my lovely resort. But as you know, I am a resort owner. I don't need any money because I earn money off tourists. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing I need to bring back. I need to actually bring back the resort thing of this when I used to be resort owner and I can rub my hands together gleefully and <laughs> Team Ghost is the best part of the show yes it is indeed the best part of the show but I think we need a bit more fitting music to go in the background here so let's look for my song where is it here it is and with that in mind let's turn you down let's turn you off I'm trying to figure out the best way to turn everyone off I'm trying to figure out the best way, however, to turn you on, because now we have the appropriate music, and we are ready to read out an email from the lovely... Who are we going to read this out from? We are going to... Okay, I think this is going to be a good one. We're going to read this out from Jay Gatsumu. Email notice. Uh, the funny thing is, they actually sent me an identical one, except they put um, Ari at the front, so you can, you know they copied and pasted it to me. So, here we go. They sent me an email. We use this medium to notify you of your prize of $850,000. Or, as he points out, $850,000 won by your email in the Chevron Ghana online promotion. I do remember I do remember entering that, actually, because I'm a bit greedy and I did want a new Chevron, you know. Contact our claim officer below via email for further details and claim. Contact person, Maxwell Sawyer. Email, maxwellsawyer at gmail.com. Well, you would think Chevron would probably have a more professional email than a Gmail account. But, you know, whatever. I, I've, I've won £850,000. I'm out of here. I don't need Radio Sega anymore. I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. All the best, John Gatamu. For Chevron Ghana online promotion team, copyright Chevron Ghana 2018, all rights reserved. Uh, this is good. The University of Nairobi is ISO 9001-2015 certified. Website http www.uonb.ac.ke. Facebook facebook.com forward slash uoni.ac.ke twitter.com at unobi so there we go yes I, I'm officially a winner but we're, we're not going to leave it at that because our good old friend Nell Williams is telling me that I can make a professional website hi greetings of the day actually no they sent me images I see these images there wasn't an image brilliant hi greetings of the day I am reaching out to you to inform you of our existence I exist. Please notice me. Please, senpai. Please. And 
and to ask if I may send you some relevant information about website designing and development services. Let's see if we are a good fit for your business. I'd love to hear back from you. Regards, Nell Williams, Marketing Consultant. Note, if you are not interested and you can reply with a simple no, we will never contact you again. Yes, our good old friend Nell would like to help out the resort here a bit, uh, because we need to bring in more money for the resort. We need all the money we can get, because not only do I need my $850,000, I also need to have a website so I can get maximum advertising to all those people so I can bring in as many tourists as possible. Where is this going? I don't really know. But, um, yes. Why, why don't we send Mel a simple message? No, I'm not going to send Mel a simple message. I, th I think I think you've had enough at this point. I think it's time we went back over to here. There we go. So that was an experience. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> now that we've stalled for some time, I can check on Twitter to see if we've had any responses. We have not. Now let's check to see what you've been saying on Discord. Uh, Electric Brigadier asked that I play some Cosmic Carnage. I actually have some Cosmic Carnage lined up a bit later on, so I will play that a bit later. Uh, as, as for Supersonic Swag, um, responding to the PlayStation falling off a building gift that Electric Brigadier always posts. Onyx asks, is Knuckles Chaotix canon? Unfortunately, no, but it should be. <laughs> this is the resort only need workers. Yes, we need our minimum wage workers to work the doors and ad admit people into the topical resort. <laughs> the winner is I'm Viper. Yes, I win. I win everything. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo posted, Did you know I'm a millionaire? In reference to the classic Metropolis Street Racer, let's get it on tonight. Or as I would call it, here in the Topical Resort, I'm trying to turn everyone on tonight. I've spoken for long enough, let's get on some music. So we're going to kick this off with another track from Tempo, this was my own request. This is Circus Performance. You're listening to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. And when we come back, we'll be back with a Discord call-in, where you can call into the show using your vocal cords, and you have a chance to speak your mind about the 32X, or, as most people will do, they'll probably just talk about nothing. But as for now, enjoy the music.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Cooling. Technical issues, please stop. Please, please, please. Welcome back to the Top Result right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was from Virtue Racing Deluxe. That was the ending theme, which is rather lovely if I do have to say so myself. And for that was a track from Sonic Crackers, which I believe apparently also appears in Knuckles Chaotix, but I have that tr- I have that tag as Sonic Crackers. That was Walkin, which plays all throughout the beta. And for that was a track from Tempo kicking off the block. That was Circus Performance, which is Another lovely track. Yes, uh, that wasn't an issue with my internet. That was actually an issue with the encoder physically freezing. My computer isn't hanging too hot tonight, in case you haven't noticed. Then again, what is it not at the moment? Because Intel is still crippling my PC as we speak. Damn you, Intel. But yes, it's now time to get into the Discord call-in, where you can have a chance to speak your mind about whatever we're talking about or in this case the 32x or maybe you want to talk about something else it doesn't matter that's for now we're gonna have a quick talk about whatever we like so join the discord radio slash discord jump in the chill out and i will drag you in from there and with that in mind i think i have someone who i would like to be on the show so i'm going to message that person right now Okay, so in the meantime, let's just stumble over our words. How, how how's the local sports team? Has it been good? How about how about that weather lately? That weather's been something else. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I guess we're actually quite early for once. Which is, I, I know I know I've said that's surprising, but normally we'd be done by now. And also that that's that's the wrong chat room, I but there we go. Welcome to the show, I. How are you doing today? Oh, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How is you? Another one. What? It was. Okay, that was weird. Um, I went to put, um, turn the radio off, but it wasn't actually playing, and I pressed it, and then it was playing, which which isn't what I wanted to do. Oh. Hey. <laughs> good stuff. But. but and then I pressed it off again, so now um, now I can hear you. Amazing. Hear you so, in the first mm. so, so what would you like to talk about today? Um, I'd, I'd like to annoy Jamie, so I'll, I'll talk about the um, Nintendo um, cardboard revolution. Oh, I'd quite like to talk about this, actually. This will be an interesting topic of conversation right here. Yeah, I mean, I need to do a lot more research. Have you done much research into it? No, I was initially very confused. I was like, I don't really see why this needs to involve the Switch. That was initially my first sort of thing. But then apparently, uh, according to the Nintendo Lounge, which, by the way, a very good channel, which you should subscribe to, and please, Docs, it's got Nick. Apparently, it's something to do with a STEM thing, which, look that up, but it's apparently educational, I believe. And it's supposed to, like, stuff like Lego Mindstorms is apparently also built around this idea of STEM learning. So apparently that's what it's meant to be like, but that's really the extent of what I know, because initially when I watched the trailer, I was very confused. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's more about, like, kind of, um, 
getting people interested in it. You know, Nintendo, um, you know, although they don't always make the right decision, um, they're pretty good at marketing. So, the, uh, all the information at the moment, I feel, is just like kind of little, little, little bits. Um, and people are going to be out there trying to find out more information and eventually they'll drip feed it and then they never want to get more excited about it. Um, but what I heard, they were like talking about like having something like a piano or something somehow. Yeah, I saw the piano. The, uh, the, the thing is, yeah. I was sort of half asleep when I was watching the trailer, so I'm not entirely like <laughs> fully aware of what's going on, but yeah, the piano thing apparently you use it to control like a game. Because from what I've heard, supposedly it ships of a game or something, which I didn't know when I first watched it. I was just sort of like, so you, you build this piano thing, but what do you do with the piano thing? Like, how does this interact with the Switch? But apparently it interacts with a game. So that's less confusing yeah. to me, I guess. Yeah. The only thing I think that some people have said about it is that it seems to be quite expensive for the cardboard, which um, alerted me and was thinking, well, what's... Why don't they just make peripherals like they had on the Dreamcast and just adapt the controller and just have a plastic controller? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's interesting for children to be able to make things and stuff, but it's going to get wet, it's going to probably break, and then you have to buy another one rather than being plastic in the first place and not breaking. So I'm just a, I'm just a stingy kind of... I'd rather just have something that kind of works in the first place and doesn't break. Sort of the thing I was seeing was that everyone was like, uh, you're, you're paying £70 for cardboard. The thing is, I don't have the issue of paying £70 <coughs> for cardboard, it's more so because, like, other companies have done this before, like, cardboard creating kits are, like, something that's not necessarily new. The thing is, I think, one, it's actually quite expensive for what it is, and two, I'm still not really sure how it actually links into the Switch, like, why they couldn't have just made this a separate thing to the Switch, but... Apparently it has like some sort of connection, but I'm very confused as to what that connection is. I think if they marketed this as a separate product, it would honestly have a lot less confusion around it. And I think part of it being connected to the Switch comes down to, oh, this has good sales and it's marketed at children. Or perhaps, maybe, I don't know, perhaps it's been marketed at adults mainly, which apparently the Switch has been. So maybe this is a thing to differ and market towards children. I'm not really sure. Yeah, true. But the other thing, I mean, although actually, I've, I've just shot my my thought in the head before I actually said it, but I'll say it anyway, just for the comedy effect of how stupid it sounds. <coughs> but um, the switch is supposed to be like to play outside, but then obviously you wouldn't like play the switch in the rain. So, <coughs> so if it was raining, you wouldn't have it out. But, but then, if how big is it? Can you? You get can you get a special bag for it and spend even more money on it? Well, the cardboard or the switch? Where's <laughs> the cardboard? The bag cardboard. Oh no, <laughs> that'd be an interesting concept. Like, could you could you create some actual accessories out of cardboard? I wonder. Like carrying case, yeah. a cardboard dock. Like, where 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 do the possibilities end in this case as to what you could build switch related out of cardboard? Do you have to make sure you take the cardboard off when you're charging it? Would it, is it have, does it have a risk of uh, catching fire? This is all true, but at the same time, <coughs> we've also got to consider, do you have to use official cardboard or can you use the cardboard off the back of a pizza box? Or is there like some sort of anti-piracy mechanism to where you can't use that cardboard? We may never know. That sounds like something Sony would do. Anti-cardboard piracy is officially my new favourite form of DRM. 
But uh, one, one thing yeah, I... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> hey, go on. Uh, I mean, this isn't like computer game reality, but, but in, in, a, in a, a, a link to um, uh, proprietary um, devices and stuff. And my um, my best friend's um, dad um, bought um, a Sony um, camcorder, um, hard drive one, and he lost the USB um, cable, the official one, and he just thought, I'll just put another one in. And it detected that it wasn't a Sony USB, wouldn't allow oh, it to download. <laughs> like, how far do you have to? How like, how paranoid do you have to be to the point where you need to you, you need to have anti piracy on a USB? That, that's how that's how paranoid yeah, they are that people are going to pirate. Mean, I understand for a, a point of view of that they don't want you to use some rubbish one that that might kind of half break while transferring and then it damages it and then you're going to complain Sony but it's not Sony's fault because it's the USB cable. I could understand that view but you know maybe if it was just uh, as long as the USB cable was um, of a certain quality that, that it would it was able to it, maybe if it just tested the, the speed of how, how fast you can actually transfer it or some kind of quality check to make sure it wasn't some rubbish one that wasn't suitable for transferring that, that kind of data <coughs> rather than just that's true. Also, uh, back back to the Nintendo cardboard Labo thing. Yes. A, an interesting thing I just remembered about it. That I think you'll find quite amusing. It's an, it's an excuse to bash Nintendo. Someone at the, yes. I believe it was German counselling or like one of the video game like rating counselling boards. Uh, they mistook the Nintendo cardboard Labo thing for actual for actual cardboard as waste. So they were going to throw away the product they were reviewing because they believed it to be a waste product because it's made out of cardboard. Incredible. On, on, only at Nintendo, ladies and gentlemen, would, would they make cardboard accessories. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you know, they could use like Meccano or like metal bits or something. Or, That's or, true. Um, like... I mean, you know, like Nintendo, uh, uh, like true. Nintendo fans are like really rich people, so they'll probably have their own um, uh, 3D printer. So they they should just like design like 3D printed like things. <laughs> they probably have their own like you know l- luxury cardboard moat. <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you just cut, you get outside, outside the front of their house and they're just redecorating it all in cardboard to show their love for the new Nintendo peripheral. <coughs> Yeah, and and the children in the playground are like, "Look at me! I've got Nintendo cardboard. You're poor because you look. It says uh, Astas on on the side of the box. You've been using using other cardboard and just copying it. Oh my god! <laughs> I still would like to see anti cardboard piracy. I thought that would that'd be an interesting <laughs> and quite frankly funny concept. <coughs> Do you not use inferior cardboard? It will fall apart, and you may break your Switch. Nintendo Switch, I I, I, I detect that you are using an Asda's as pizza box. Please remove immediately before further damage is caused to your Switch, and it just self-destructs. Yeah, using pizza boxes. Do not use. There may be pizza left in. It might get on screen. <laughs> it might cover up your, and, your critical game. might eat the pizza and get even faster. These are the things you just don't want to risk, but I, exactly. I, I, I guess 
<laughs> to get semi on topic, do you have any sort of experience with the 32X or the games on it, or like, do you recall recall seeing it like back when you had a Mega Drive or stuff? <coughs> I heard about it because um, I was uh, um, back then. I used to have lots of computer game magazines and stuff, um, but. I was kind of like behind the times. I mean, I only got my Mega Drive when I was. Um, when was it? Called? It was like 1996 or something. So I, I basically got my Mega Drive by almost when Saturn was already out, kind of thing. So I was a Discounted. bit behind. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, the best so. Games, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, I'd never. I couldn't afford 60 pound games. No, definitely not. Um, I mean that. So that was obviously back in 1996. I didn't start working until 1999, so it wasn't um, until the Dream um, Dreamcast um, that I was actually able to actually like buy games whenever I wanted to because I was earning like a decent amount of money. I was living at home with lots of money. I could just buy and waste all my money, but I still have my Dreamcast. <laughs> Indeed. It's the only way to live, in fact. If you're doing it anywhere, any yeah. other way, you're wrong, because you can't dedicate all your funds to video games. Exactly. Parents will always say, Oh, when I was younger, I, I spent all my money and I regretted it. That's nice. I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm going to tell my children exactly the same thing. And it will go round and round in a circle until the end of time. <laughs> good, good plan, but I guess anyway, I, th- I, I think... I think thanks so much for coming on the show, I. Do you have any sort of final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Ah. Ah. Is that it? Or maybe scream one last time because I didn't realise that was what you were doing at first. <laughs> what? Oh, I can't. What's more? What about if I just keep on coughing and like, sound like I'm dying? Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> And that was I 1980. So now he's exited by coughing like he's died. There we go. That was the Discord call-in. And it is now time for the Toppy Mix. And for those of you who don't want to know what it is, Toppy Mix is where I take a Sega track that doesn't relate to the topic of the episode, a remix which relates to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode. So we're going to kick things off of a track which will be very unpopular for some people because some people don't tend to like this character at all. Um, yeah, considering the amount of mutes I saw the other day when I played a, well, played a few tracks from this series, this one won't be popular. But after that, we've got a track which was actually I'd already had in the show, or I'd already had lined up, but actually KC requested it as well. So definitely going to have to play that one as our remix, which relates to the topic of the episode. Then our non-Sega track... It's actually going to be from a game which re-released on Switch last week, and I've been playing quite a lot. You'll probably guess what it is. It's a game that has two soundtracks. One which released with the original version, and one which releases with the new versions. I prefer the original version, but I've got to appreciate the music from the new versions because of how much I've heard it. It's got drilled into my head. It's a game where you die quite a lot, and that might give you another hint. We're going to kick things off with a track from Mitchy M and the Oster Project which is obviously a Miku track. From them, it, this is House of Songs, Mason Hatsune, but first, we got to listen to that lovely Toppy Mix ident. So, we'll be back to close off the show in just a bit, but for now, enjoy the music. Let's get scratching.
the kid just likes to hit the scene for funsies yep. My flight resembles lightning strikes, trust me You don't want a death from above when I wasn't Unless it's flowers I'm touching Appearance is deceived, inspect this insect You'll see, I literally carry the team When I carry the team, the young-blooded veteran track Rinsed by birds, so yes sir, respect the stature I float like a monarch, I steam like a poison dart Hyperactive, action-packed when I'm going off Combination, deadly stats with the rings attached You know you wanna be connected to the big genius This ain't Jesus, East team's the mean This never defeats us, keep my ice cold to me Way before sexes made creeds, it was me on the scene Supreme, supreme, ninja warrior me And jitsu, razor sharp like kids So step two, bless you You pick the wrong deck to flex you With E to the S-P-I-O, yes Lightning speeds, they'll be tight for speeds Know what I mean? Believe you me, you slow pokes or Pokemon Compared to be mighty enough, let's hope to God We don't flatten the beat, nigga To heat this, or the homie vector Will proceed to beat shit My thesis is clear to all The warning call, you need long arm for the box we got Face like black cats as my faction makes you dash like that rabbit in Atlas. That chaos is magic. Yeah, I got your knuckles back. So face the fact, the known got the lace to track. So send a text, cause now I got biceps and pecs. Ever since the boom enhanced my physical specs. But now the pitiful, venom is hateful. Being built like a bull, means all I hate to stay miserable. Downcast, ignorance fast. Gotta know, trash talks tired and past. Still, they gotta go. Run a catchphrase, my boobs in attack phase. Whack plays, smoke the put out of a
And with that, for one last time, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard that was from Super Meat Boy. More specifically, the Vita, PS4, Wii U, Shield, and now Switch versions. <laughs> yeah, that's a mouthful. That was Doctor's Order, which is the theme of the retro version of Hospital. Which is, in my opinion, a very nice track, but still not as nice as the original Beatus Blues, which played in the hospital in the 360 and PC versions. But, eh, I'll get over it. It's a nice track that I've been getting accustomed to as I've done those multiple warp zones, which I keep dying on because I want to get into the bandages. For that was a track from Overclock Assembled. That was Chaotic 5, a remix of Evening Star from Knuckles Chaotix. And that was a very lovely track, but it was also requested by KC, but it was already in the show, so I, I kept it where it was in the show. And uh, I forgot to mention why I was actually playing my Sega track. Uh, that was Michi M f- featuring the Oster Project. That was House of Songs, Mason Hatsune. Ne- apparently no one actually cared about that track in the chat, according to them. But um, yeah, I was playing that because it was released recently by um, actually probably my favourite vocal composer, Michi M. And normally, y- you know, I-, I try to hold off on playing Vocaloid stuff where possible now because I know people don't like it despite me personally liking it. You know, I get a lot of grumbles and a lot of moans in the chat, but I had to play that there because, you know, it's nice to get to play some new stuff rather than the old stuff occasionally. So, where possible, I like to, you know, show off some recently released tracks on the Toppy Mix segment because I don't get the opportunity to really do that in the main in the main chat. In the main segment, sorry. But as for now, I have been Green Viper 8. As for you guys, you have been... You have been, uh, you have been Shaddix Croft, you've been Jamie, you've been Electric, you've been apparently myself, you have been, you have been Doom Girl, you have been quite a few other people, IA1980, who else, Supersonic Swag, we had, um, come on, come on, come on, we had Onyx earlier, we had some other people, Megapie Central, you know, you know, the, the fam, basically, and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, apparently no one liked that track, so uh, there we go. There we go, I am once again in the minority of wanting to actually play tracks that I enjoy. So with that in mind, let's end off the show. As, as for um, as for next week, because that's actually what you want to hear about, next week, since it's the end of the month, we'll be going off topic, so discussing the news for the month of January. As for now, I've been Green Vaporate. Up next is Sega Mix Drive of Rexy playing the best Sega remixes for the next two and a bit hours. But as Electric requested, or he told us I should do, I should play some Cosmic Carnage tracks. And you're right, I, I left this for last because it's an absolute tune from Cosmic Carnage, the Silic stage. This has been the Topical Resort. I've been Green Vaporate. I'll see you again next week. But as for now, thanks for listening. And as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.